Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life goes up and it goes down. I know my mom taught me that I figured why we fooled around So little And we keep track of time Being so serious Idiots Thinking it will amount to keep me company downtown Before the clock runs out Sun is shining but the rain is welcome too Friends are nearby, don't need another few Oh, right, I'm going to embarrass myself because don't know the words that well but hi hello 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 welcome on board to roller coasting thank you so much for being here that wee song there was a wee treat for you just for you just for being here honestly legend so guys it's currently monday it's the last day of january with the haul um Today has been nice. Today's been really nice, actually. I got up really early. Not really early. I got up at 8am. Things could definitely be worse. But I got up, went to David Lloyd's with Nadine, and we went for a swim. We went for a steam room. Jacuzzi, followed by coffee and yogurt in the cafe. Oh my God. When did I become such a lady of leisure, honestly? So it's been a nice start to the day. Then I'm recording this. I always record my poddy on a Monday. Um, Well, if I'm in the country, that is. And I, I, I really just love Mondays, I must admit. I know they are a dreaded day for most. And God, did I used to dread them a lot when I had a normal job. But now now that I'm doing this, I absolutely cannot complain. They are, they are really, really great days. So obviously that means yesterday was Sunday and guess who broke dry January? Me, me, I did, I did. And was I suffering yesterday? Hell yes, I was suffering. The plan was to always break dry January. We've had th- that night out planned for quite a while. Special shout out to our boys, 7-8 Sound System. They were all playing, that's all of our friends. There's four of them. We have Callum, we have Matthew, we have Jack. We have Gubby, and they were all playing in broadcast in Glasgow, which is so cool, such a big deal. And I'd love to tell you they were amazing, and you know, I'm proud of those DJs. However, 
I was so white girl wasted and some absolute nick that they genuinely could have been playing heavy metal and I would have no idea. I don't remember a thing. I hate when I do that because what a waste of a night out. Like, I may as well not have been there. I don't know if it's because I'd done Jai January, kind of, and I've maybe lost a bit of my tolerance. To be fair, I never really had a tolerance in the first place. Uh, So that's probably quite unlikely. Maybe I was just too excited. I I was steaming when we left pre-drinks, to be fair. So maybe that was like a bit of a mistake. I don't really know, but I don't remember a single thing like at all. I don't even remember getting home. We got in though. I think me and Calum got to Mings like six or seven in the morning, which I never do again. Wild. And I woke up and I thought, oh, this ain't it. This ain't it. I was just like sleepy all day. I genuinely was in and out of sleep all day long. We were supposed to go to the cinema and see Sing 2 and that just didn't happen obviously because I couldn't even peel myself out of bed. Oh, what a waste of a day. So hangover Sundays are truly back in full swing. So without further ado, I thought it'd be very fitting to dedicate today's episode to the top six worst hangovers of my entire existence. And I am actually not looking for any pity here because totally self-inflicted and I'm also not even being dramatic. I genuinely believe I get the worst hangovers than anyone else on this planet does. I feel like that's an absolute fact. They are slightly, like ever so slightly, touch Sherrywood, getting better with age, but I still get the occasional stinker. I, I honestly have so many stories of lying on the bathroom floor, wondering if I'll ever, ever, ever feel human again, but I've managed to round up six absolute shockers that we can go into depth with today and see if you ever suffer from anxiety. (laughs) Well, pop this on and feel free to laugh at my misfortune and I can honestly guarantee you'll instantly feel better. Here we go. I'm also scared for mum and dad's lesson. (laughs) So I've placed these six stories into a chart. So number six is like the least bad of them all. And then number one obviously takes the crown for being the worst hangover ever. Like ever, 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 ever. So we'll start at the bottom and we'll work our way up. So sixth place would have to be Molly's engagement party. So first of all, I wake up in the Radisson Red. I did not book the Radisson Red. I had no intentions of staying at the Radisson Red. And then I roll over another side to find I'm in bed with Molly and Sean aka the bride and groom-to-be, on their engagement party. Now, this doesn't bother me because, you know, I'll kip out anywhere, especially when I'm drunk. I ain't fussy. As long as there's a pillow and preferably a duvet, then I absolutely cannot complain. But time and place. There's a time and a place. I was mortified. I thought Sean must despise me right now. I actually imagine being Sean, waking up the morning after your engagement party, finding your fiancé and her drunken best friend. What? There's no explanation for it. And when Molly put it on her story saying, like, guess who stayed the night with us? People were genuinely like, you have got to be kidding. Is that a normal thing? Can somebody else please come forward and say they've done the same? Because I do fear I overstepped a certain line. 
Anyway, I woke up, we all laughed it off. I was testing the waters and I think they were absolutely fine with me being there. I mean, they did say I could go. Obviously, I didn't just show up. That would just be too far. So anyway, I woke up, I felt, whew, things are fine. And I thought, yes, I actually don't feel too bad considering how drunk I was. Lucky escape. But then, dun, dun, dun. And if you don't like toilet talk, maybe skip the first couple of minutes of this. It's the only story, so... Yeah, just skip the first few minutes. I started to feel the hangover poo. And that that's a thing. The hangover poo is a thing. It just is. I feel like that is how you feel better. If you're not being sick, you're going to need to do a wee poo. So I could feel it cooking away. And I could t- I could just tell from the pains in my tummy. Guys, I have IBS, if you don't know that. I'd be quite shocked if you didn't know that already because it's kind of like my one personality trait. But yeah, I have irritable bowel syndrome so I had like such a sore tummy and I was like oh no this is gonna be a baddie now I'm with a bim with a buddy a buddy she comes so I added a daddy medicine but I'm gonna muddy so I thought no 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 I can't do this I've already hijacked their engagement night like I cannot now go in and stink out that expensive toilet like no there's no I'm not doing it I'm not doing it so I thought we'll hold off We'll hold off. It's not a bother. We'll leave it cooking a wee while longer. So then we ordered a McDonald's for breakfast. Breakfast? Breakfast. And I foolishly drank a coffee and just made life 10 times harder for myself as if things weren't bad enough. I honestly remember, like, I was lying under the sheets in Molly's jammies and I was, like, clutching my cheeks for at least a solid hour. I literally couldn't even like laugh it off, which would normally be my kind of protocol. But one Sean was there and I don't think I would talk about the toilet in front of any of my friends, boyfriends. But Molly hates toilet talk. Like it actually makes her ill. So I know that just never ever to bring that up around her. Like that's an absolute conversation killer. So I just smiled through the pain like an absolute trooper. So then we get ready and um, went off to Silverburn because Molly had to pick up a few things. I think I did as well. Oh, yeah, I was getting boob tape out Bow Avenue. Um, so we're in the car and I honestly, like hand on heart, started to think I was the next Immaculate Conception and Jesus 2.0 was about to come shooting out. Oh my God, the pain my tummy was in. I was like, what, what is going on? So then we get into Silverburn and I genuinely resembled a deck chair. A deck chair that you folded up and shoved in the shed until next summer. I could not stand up straight and I started to get really concerned because I was like, what is this pain? Like, I don't think I've ever felt this before. I remember we were literally standing in Molten Brown and I was like, you know Molten Brown's like that kind of fancy soap shop? I was like standing over the cash desk like, (gasps) like practicing all these breathing techniques. It was just so bad. It was like severe stabbing pains and I obviously did link it with the fact I was holding in the toilet but that's honestly not something I ever normally do so I had never experienced these types of pains before it turns out that I held it in for so long that I actually gave myself trapped wind and constipation honestly I wouldn't recommend it if I was to go back in time I still don't think I would have done the toilet maybe what I should have done is ran down and used like the public toilet but then again I didn't have any clothes I was in Molly's jammies so just don't think that's, you know, the right etiquette for staying in a hotel. 
So anyway, absolute shitemare, literally. Securing fifth place in the charts was one New Year's Day. The night in itself was odd, like spooky vibes. We actually ended up at some random hotel only to find that my wee brother Paul had actually booked the wrong night, so we weren't allowed in. And then, how how bad is this, by the way? I'm so, so rogue. Uh, it seemed like a crowd of people coming in the hotel. Like, they'd obviously been out for a smoke. And I was like, Erin, let's sneak in. Hide in the crowd. And she was like, oh, that's not going to work. I tried, I got caught, and I got papped out in Madison. Shouldn't be doing it at this big age. Um, but... Yeah, we got packed out. I don't know what time we got in. I know it was really late. I think it must have been like six the next morning. And I managed to sleep a wee bit. But see, the second I opened my eyes, I knew I was in for an absolute shitemare of a time. I think that has to be the most ill I've been in like forever. I, gen- I genuinely hand on heart thought, I'm going to die today. But like, I feel like I should be in the hospital on some kind of drip. And even Erin, because she stayed over, she was even like, hashtag concerned. She said like, no, actually, I'm worried about you now. So bad. I honestly couldn't even sip water. Like, you know, you get those hangovers where it's like one wee sip of water or even just moving your pinky and you're thrown up everywhere. It was awful I had the sweats I was shaking at the time I had like a Domino's obsession like Domino's pizza and that always like no matter what kind of state I was in Domino's would always rejuvenate me so it got to like a decent enough hour in the day and I thought right it's time for me to tackle a wee Domino's I remember we were watching the Kardashians and I was literally crying because I couldn't even focus on a single word they said. It sounded like... Because I was just having these like pangs of sickness coming over me. So I was sitting like crying like, oh my God, when am I ever going to feel normal again? And then I heard the doorbell. And I knew that my hero, the Domino's delivery driver, was now at the front door. And I thought, this is it. This is it. Things are about to turn around. Here we go pepperoni passion coming my way so Erin runs down the stairs to the front door obviously because I am hashtag deed she opens the door and no word of a lie this big whiff of the dominoes literally travelled up the stairs round the corner into my room and that was me the game was an absolute bogey the smell alone had me over that toilet for a solid hour I literally was over the toilet thrown up until my yellow stomach lining the shit that like burns your throat was down the pan and I literally didn't order Domino's for a full year literally 12 months clean of Domino's it it scarred me like I am terrified of Domino's although I did have one recently and it was actually really nice to be fair but I do always eat it with caution now and I know it was the alcohol that caused it and not the Domino's pizza but see that smell I actually like and I like tried to like run into the bathroom and it was like seeping the sick was like seeping through my fingers oh my god it was so bad coming in at fourth place on the charts is Megaloof so normally and I'm sure most will agree with me holiday hangovers are easy easy peasy lemon squeezy and to be honest pretty enjoyable dare I say it but this particular night was like night seven on the trot and my liver had truly 
checked out. It was back in the, uh, looking for its boarding pass, trying to get on flight 503 to Glasgow. My liver was at that. See you, doll. What a real shame is that that night was actually like the best night. We'd went to see some DJ. I have no idea. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> oh, that was dramatic. I have no idea who it was again at the time, but it was in, um, oh, what's that place called? Um, BCM? BCM and MAGA, is that right? Hopefully. So we're in there and there's like videos of me just doing my usual crazy shit, like high kicks, splits, whatnot, having the absolute time of my life. I don't know at what point or why my liver said, no, no, we've had enough. You'll stop that right now. But somewhere along the lines, I ended up getting carried out of the club, like Jean, uh, Queen's Chair kind of vibes. Although I doubt I looked like royalty, to be honest. As usual, there was a party in our room, room 204. I'll never forget it. We'd literally be walking back to the hotel because there was like a big massive group of us in MAGA, like all boys and girls. It's like 25 of us or something in total. It actually was unreal, like really, really good times apart from this night. And I remember I'd be walking like, please don't say our room, please don't say our room. And then we'd be like, room 204. And I was like, oh, <laughs> why? There's actually so many rooms in this hotel that we could use. So anyway, as usual, party at our room. So I went myself to one of the boys' rooms, like literally in the room on my own. And I was away with the fairies. Like I was thrown up. And may I say, the first few times were actually on the floor in the hall because I was so drunk I couldn't actually find the toilet. It was really nice. Cleaning that up was super fun. When my vision eventually came back to me, I had the Gemma Collins moment and I thought, Nah, fuck this. I'm out with you. Get that fire exit door. I'm off. And I genuinely was on my phone, like still drunk, still thrown up, searching for the nearest flight. I was on jet2.com and I was like, I am getting on the next flight out of here. I remember there was a flight. It must have been at like 8.37, say, which was like 25 minutes away from the current time. And I was like, I can, I can make that. I'm going to get on that. I'm going to go home and I'm going to feel so much better. I'm going to get into bed. Calm's going to cuddle me and, I, and all will be well. Bearing in mind, I'm still thrown up. I'm still drunk and I'm still in last night's clothes with nothing on me. Not even a bank card. God knows where my passport was at this point. I was down there partying with Nadine. Obviously, my body was like exhausted. Like, I'd been doing this for seven nights now and I think it was just all coming out of my system at that point in time. So I remember like I just brought, I just made like a kind of towel pillow in the toilet because I, I couldn't risk going back to bed and being sick over the boy's bed. So I just like lay next to the toilet pan on my wee makeshift pillow with my phone and I must have dozed off. And I remember waking up like a couple hours later and my phone was still like when I unlocked it, it was on jet too. And I was like, oh my God, I'd really hit rock bottom. But I managed to pull myself together once I finally stopped being sick, got myself back down to room 204. And there must have been something in the air that night. Like everyone was absolutely goosed. Like I was not the only man down. So we literally like lay in bed all day, like in the darkness. And at one point, like obviously I hadn't cracked a single smile this full time. And I thought life will never be the same again. And at one point the maid came in the room and she just like cleans round about us. And we had this inflatable flamingo called Rhonda. And she removed Rhonda. And it really wasn't that funny. But that was the first thing that made us laugh and smile. And I realised, I'm going to make it through this. So, 
Our next story actually won a bronze medal. It took third place and that was the day after my work's day out to the races. So we went to the races and I had full intentions of going home after the races, but the the night just really didn't pan out that way. So the races finished at like whatever time. Then we ended up at like, I don't know if it was like a hotel or if it was like a pub in Bothwell. And then a select few ended out ended up out in a karaoke bar in town. And yep, I was on stage singing Hannah Montana. You know me. I also, may I add, was walking about the races with one heel on. The other one was gone. Not sure. Not sure why. This was a Sunday, right? So everyone, including myself, had work on the Monday morning. But the plan was, if I was going home after the races, Calm was going to pick me up because it wasn't that late. And then I could stay at his because my car was at his house in preparation for that morning. But as I said, things did not turn out that way. I was out really late and Calm would text me like, I need to get to bed, like I have work in the morning. And I was like, it's fine, no chill. I'm going to be fine. I'm going to sort something out. So he goes to bed and then I was like making such a scene over not being able to go home because I didn't have a key, which was correct. And I also didn't have my car at my house. But in the grand scheme of things, I'm, I'm sure I could have went home. Yeah, my mum and dad would have been a bit, bit annoyed, but could have went home. But instead, my friend, who is a boy, and I know you're going to think, <gasps> but trust me, n- nothing, nothing weird happened or else I wouldn't be telling you this story now, would I? So anyway, he was like, I mean, you can just stay at mine if you want. Like, he lived in walking distance to work. So I was like, sure sure slumber party and we were actually going to Ibiza the following week like on a work trip and I thought this will be great we're, we'll really get to know each other before we go to Ibiza because originally it was just meant to be us two going to Ibiza so I was like fine slumber party on we go home so then I woke up obviously a bit delirious hungover hanging out my ass and I literally like opened my eyes and I was like oh my god I was like I'm at a boy in my work's house Oh my God, because to, to the naked eye, that doesn't sound great. I'll admit that. That really doesn't sound good at all. But anyway, that, that was what happened. <laughs> so obviously all I had was my suit from yesterday from wearing to the races. And although, yeah, suit might be suitable office attire, I don't think the suit I was wearing was office attire. So he had given me like joggies and a t-shirt to go to sleep in. And I was like, well it looks like I'm gonna wear this to work so I'm wearing his clothes also I had to borrow his trainers because I only had one heel again probably not suitable for work and I'm a size four he's a size 10 I wore size 10 size 10 (laughs) trainers to work and as I said he was in walking distance to work so we walked to work and I was like still processing the full thing not really ready for all the questions I was about to be asked. And we're walking. <laughs> My old work was like over a bridge that was like over the motorway. And I used to hate walking over that bridge because I swear the railings are like hip height. Like I could very easily fall over that. And like see when all the cars are driving under it, there's such like a wind. You feel you're going to go with it. So I was walking over this bridge feeling horribly fragile, wearing shoes are six sizes too big for me and I was spotted by my first colleague and he was like oh what have you been up to and I was like oh my god please 
please. Do I just phone in sick? What do I do here? So I get into the office wearing my gorgeous outfit, wearing bananas on my feet. And obviously all the questions started. Luckily, everybody knew the dynamic and nobody thought anything like weird of it. But yeah, just a bit of, just a bit of an odd one, to be honest. Awkward. Also, bearing in mind, I hadn't even brushed my teeth. I did have a shower. I did actually have a shower, but I didn't have a toothbrush, so couldn't brush my teeth. Hair was not brushed. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Makeup was still on. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Not a great one at all. I was actually so scared of saying to Calm because I was like, this does not sound good at all. But man did not care. And that, my friends, is on trust. The story to take home silver would have to be my work trip to Ibiza. Emphasis on work trip. I clearly did not get the memo. So we arrived on Saturday. By the way, we went, actually went on two work trips to Ibiza. So this was the second trip. So we arrived on a Saturday and it was just, it was just all so hectic. Literally before I knew it, I was on a boat in the middle of the sea, sozzled. It just all happened so, so quick. It was on, honestly such a blur. Like, I don't remember, like, all the ins and outs. Like, I think I was also sleep-deprived and just like, oh, my God, I'm not even in my home country right now. So we went from being on a boat and then we were in Eden, which is a super club. And I actually always get this flashback of me in the crowd by myself copying the like exotic dancing that was going on on stage yeah I'm so strange anyway the night was super messy that time we'd actually brought out like um my old work had brought out like male influencers and they were like shooting bits of content and stuff whatnot over the course of the weekend so I'm supposed to be the one like taking care of them no 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 didn't work like that one of the boys actually said like that you need to eat and go to bed so I remember I went and got a subway and I was like eating it and like oh, the southwest sauce oh that is the actual ick was like dripping down my chin and like bits of cucumber were like lying uh, landing on my legs oh, not really the vibe but anyway I got home and it must have been like five in the morning say and I went to sleep and the alarm goes off at 7am 7am I thought this has got to be a bam up but this cannot be real life I opened my eyes and I just knew you know when he just know I just knew so up we get I literally had so many pep talks myself like you are on a work trip 
do not feel sorry for yourself you've done this to yourself so I get up I couldn't possibly face putting on makeup or doing my hair I literally just chucked on a bikini chucked on a pair of sunglasses and I was like here we go so we had to go to Ocean Beach really early like before it opened to set up and I remember we're walking there and it was ridiculously hot like I was sweating every crease in my body was sweating and I was like oh my god oh my god and I was starting to get like waves of sickness so then oh sorry I really keep burping oh that was like a hiccup and a burp so then the manager was like right let's go and get a bite to eat first and I was like right 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 okay this well this has got to help this has got to save me so we sat down and it was like in like you know sometimes on holiday you can go for like breakfast or lunch in a hotel like even if you're not staying at it so it was like that type of setup so we sat down my meal comes over and oh my god the minute it was sat in front of me it was like a tsunami of sickness came over me like my mouth is like literally like drooling not in a good way I had beads of sweat like I can actually feel the beads of sweat on my forehead right now I was like oh this can't be happening I really did try for like a good minute to maybe two minutes to suck it up and try and eat like a nibble so I picked up like a french fry like a wee tiny skinny chip I took like the smallest bite off the edge and I was like and I think everyone could see I really needed to be sick and they were like just go to the toilet but I was mortified because that is not that is not work trip adequate like I should not be being sick in front of my managers but I, I was I have to it's that or I'm sick on the table and I'm starting to think that would be the worst option so I literally like sprint to like the hotels random hotels toilets I threw open a cubicle door and like I was just like, a volcano it was just coming out of me I was like oh my god and I'll never I will never forget like I will take this to the grave the person who was obviously in the next cubicle literally went like that ew and I was like <laughs> this was going on for quite some time like my food would be cold my managers would have been hating me more by the second so I thought I must turn to God I was already on my knees because obviously I was kneeling at the toilet on my knees clasped my hands and I was like pleading like out loud like not even a, a brain prayer I was like please God please just let me get through today I'm so so sorry I'm so sorry I know you won't condone what my life choices are right now but please just let me get through today and it's fair to say God did not listen nope he did not he he was like no 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 you are going to suffer the consequences of your silly actions so I brought up as much sick as I possibly could at that moment in time went back to table safe to say didn't eat any of my food and then it was time to go to Ocean Beach so we get to Ocean Beach and like there was quite a lot of like manhandling like going around every single bed and putting like um, branded pillows on the bed hand, like putting flyers on every table what else were we doing I feel like there was some sort of like lifting involved but god knows what I would have been lifting but anyway it, it was quite a hands-on job for someone so fragile and as I said sweating hot like so so hot I literally had my sunglasses on like these, I remember these like big black like square sunglasses and I was walking about setting up crying behind the glasses. I felt so, so sorry for myself. The absolute cheek. Man is in Ibiza on a work trip in the gorgeous sun 
living the vida loca and I was crying. I was being an absolute wimp. So the time that I thought would never come finally came and we were all set up and I thought, right, do you know what? A dip in the pool, a trip to the spa. I thought, a wee dip in the pool, it always solves everyone's problems, doesn't it? So I go in just to about hip height and I'm like, oh, this is nice. Like, feel the rain on your skin. And I honestly thought that I think I'm going to start to feel better. I know I am. Then, absolute shock of my life, some guy thinks it's funny to put on the sprinklers. Literally, sprinklers come in every direction. If you've been to Ocean Beach, you'll know exactly what I mean. And I'm just standing there like an absolute drowned rat. I know that is quite funny, but that man did not know the pain I was suffering. And that was just cherry on top of the cake. Normally, that's the type of thing I could laugh at, but no. Not that day. There was no laughter that day. So before it even opened, I was standing like an absolute drowned rat. Ideal. Anyway, the day starts, all the male influencers arrive. And to be honest, I don't really think they expected anything else from me. That, you know, like looking like the drowned rat. I'm sure, sure that's probably better from what they had in mind considering how I was the night before. But anyway, the drinks, the drinks are out. The first couple were like drinking poison they were very very hard they were not going down well at all and I actually promised myself I was like I'm not getting in the same state as last time like I've got a plane home in the morning I just can absolutely not manage that but it's fair to say that promise was not kept and that day slash night actually turns out to be one of the worst nights and days of my entire life oh absolute absolute banter but that's a story for another day So, the story you've all been waiting for, the story that takes the absolute crown for being the worst hangover of my entire life. And if I ever have another hangover like this again, I just don't know what I'll do. This is a this is actually terrible. Like my whole behaviour and everything was just wrong. Like I should have been put on a leash. But we can laugh about it now. So I was, what age was I? 17? And I'd went to Colours Fest. Why I was there, I'm not sure. That's like a kind of, I don't know what kind of music you call that. Maybe like EDM music. Is this like festival? God knows if it still happens. In Brayhead Shopping Centre. Yeah, very weird flex. But anyway, I went and like a big group of us went. And I was steaming. Like I am a lightweight. Like I still am now. But like when I was younger, Obviously, it was illegal to be drinking at that age anyway, but I just simply could not handle the scandal. So I think I was like steaming by the time we even got there. And we weren't in there long, not long at all, before I was like struggling to breathe. So I used to have asthma, but I've definitely grown out of it. But I don't know. I don't know if it's like when I was really drunk and like in a sweaty environment, it would just get worse. So I like was struggling to breathe or something. And Calm, poor Calm, has always been like my carer. He took me to the medical tent, and I literally remember like being strapped onto a bed. Do you know what I felt like? I felt like I was getting uh, invaded by aliens. Is that what? No, abducted by aliens. I felt like that. Like, I felt like, oh my God, they're going to start like sticking stuff on me. And like, you, you know what you see, like Scooby doing that? I thought, oh my God, this is actually happening to me. Anyway, eventually it gets out the medical tent. I don't really remember what happened next. I don't remember if we attempted to go back into the festival or we just decided it's time to get me up the road. But then, this is actually so bad. It's not even funny. I'm such a riot. I was like, 
apparently lying on the ground like unresponsive. And I think Callum actually attempted to phone an ambulance. He actually dialed 999. The ambulance didn't come, so he either didn't go through with the call or he cancelled it. I'm not too sure. But I, like, out of nowhere, I've been lying on the floor. Callum thinks I'm dying. Out of nowhere, I get up and start sprinting away. Like, I'm actually starting to think, was I possessed that night? Because that's the only thing that could possibly explain these type of behaviours. Had one dragon soup too many. Dragon soup's the devil, by the way. That is who possessed me. So I wake up the following morning and I'd been staying at Callum's. So I was absolutely mortified. Like he was fuming with me in the morning, rightly so. And like his mum had came and got me. Oh, just so bad. Just not good at all. Absolutely. I really had anxiety that day, to be honest. But it was a Sunday morning. And at the time I worked in River Island, right? So I was already on a disciplinary in River Island because I phoned in sick pretty much every Sunday. In my defence, who puts a 17-year-old in every single Sunday? That's bound to happen. You know, you're going to get a wee sicky now and again. So anyway, I was on a disciplinary. So if I phoned in sick one more time, it was bad news. But anyway, I woke up and I thought, I'm not going to phone in sick. Like, there's not a chance I can be going to work. Like, come on, I was nearly getting an ambulance a few hours ago. So I phoned and it was my manager that actually liked me in River Island answered. And I was like, look, doll. I'm not going to be in today. And she was like, Megan, you're coming in. I was like, I can't. Like, I actually mean it. This is code red. And she was like, you are coming in to work and that is it. Like, I'm not accepting that you're not coming in. And I was like, I think she's been serious. Like, I'm going in to go. And Calm was like, right, whatever. Daft date. So before I went to work, Calm had got me a McDonald's, I'm sure. And I took one bite of my chicken select and game over. Could not stop being sick. And I was like genuinely panicking now. I was like, how am I going to make it to work? There's no possible way. And when I worked in River Island, I used to do my hair and makeup every shift. Like I'm talking purple Morphe palette all over my eyes. I was done up to the absolute nines. Obviously I didn't that day. So I went in looking rough as toast and I start my shift and I used to work on the cash desk in River Island. So I was the only person in on the cash desk, all, all eyes on me. And I remember standing like there was no customers and I was standing like... <gasps> and I thought, right, it's got to be a good hours pass now. Like, come on, I can do this. Only three hours left. I used to work four hour shifts. I thought it was pure hard done by. So I was like, right, come on. It's got to be about an hour past. I turned round, checked the clock and it was nine minutes past one and I started at one. I thought, you can't, you cannot be serious. Like, how has this only been nine minutes? I feel like I've endured a lifetime in this place. So I had like a couple of customers. It was surprisingly quiet for a Sunday. I had a couple of customers and I could not speak a word. I was like, if I open my mouth, I'm going to be sick, so I'm just going to stay nice and quiet. I'm sure by looking at me, they'll be able to guess what's wrong. So, things take a downward spiral. This customer comes up, and she must have been like my mum's age, right? And, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like she was just judgmental from the start. I don't know, maybe she doesn't enjoy nights out, she couldn't relate, who knows. But I feel like her attitude was off to begin with granted what happened next wasn't great Uh uh-huh but I just I felt like weird weird energy from the get-go 
So she comes up to cash desk and I was doing this technique that day because you know you have to say, do you want a bag? Because bags cost 5p. I was just doing a wee technique where I'd like show the bag, like, mm -hmm, you know, meaning are you wanting one? But she was like, what, sorry? And I was like, oh no, she's going to make me say it. She's going to make me say it. So I was like, do you? And I was like, oh shit. And she was like, what are you saying? And I was like, do you want a... And I was sick. I was sick in front of the customer behind the cash desk. I actually, like, her face was a picture. I'm looking and right now, I have like a poster on my wall and it says Paradiso. And the O, that was what her mouth was like. A big, a big shocked O. And I don't really remember what happened next. Everything was such a blur. I think I stood for a minute and I thought, oh, shit. I've fucked it but I also felt so sick and I thought I could be sick on this same spot again or I could just quickly run to the toilet so I had to run to the toilet I think I left a customer standing there and I didn't even get back down because like the toilets were upstairs in River Island I didn't even get back down the stairs before my manager who wasn't the biggest fan fair enough I wasn't the best employee she was like get in the staff room and I was like oh no I was like no the day doll I'm feeling fragile and she was just like all oh, these other staff members were about to start their shift I don't maybe they were starting at half one or something I don't know people were lingering in the staff room and in front of everyone she was like you don't care about this job do you and I was like if I'm being totally honest not really like, I'm still at school I'm probably not going to do this for life that obviously wasn't the best of answer either and she was like look at you you look terrible and I was like, I've just not got my makeup on. And she was like, no. And it, it was, all, you know, it wasn't just a makeup free day. It was a, I'm hanging out my arse kind of day. So she was like, get your stuff and go home. I was like, oh, part, partly happy, partly happy, got to admit. So I'm gathering my stuff, feeling awful, wondering, do I be sick again in the River Island toilet or do I go to Silverburn's public toilet started to sway more towards Silverburn's public toilet and the boy I told you about before in Island the one I'd kissed he was laughing like uh -huh. and the manager was like it's not funny I was like oh god she's been serious here so I get my stuff and I like go out into the hall and I'm like right oh what do I do now and she said to me like basically said if you don't hand your notice in you're going to be going anyway so I was like right right have I just been sat have I been sacked? Because this day's been pretty pants already. Now I've just been sacked from a 12-hour-a-week job. How am I going to live? I'm a 17-year-old unemployed. So I was like, okay, cool. Sorry about that. So I get out into Silverburn, out of River Island, and I go to check my phone so that I can phone Calm and ask for a lift. And my phone's out of charge. I was like, oh my God, seriously. Because obviously I was paralytic the night before. So probably didn't think to put it in charge. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So in Silverburn, they have like wee like communal, communal charging points. But if you've ever used one, you'll know they are as slow as a week in the jail. So I plug my phone in and I literally like slumped down the wall and just sat on the ground. And I was like trying to process the day so far, you know, just being sacked, holding in sick. Didn't want to leave my phone. I was just like, oh, what am I supposed to do? So I sat there for a few minutes, checked my phone and it was still not even turned on. And I was like, right, I need to think of another plan of action. Like, I, ca I can't be in here another second. 
So then I thought I'm going to walk to my friend Brooks because she lived quite close. So I walked to Brooks. She's not even in. Her mum's like, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, Angela, really bad day, to be honest. Can I just go lie down? She was like, yeah, but Brooks not. And I was like, it's fine. It's fine, doll. I don't need company right now. So I go lie on Brooks' bed, absolute luxury, put my phone on charge, just chill and wait. And it also may I add, Brooke actually worked in Never Island with me. So I was like, oh God, I'm going to need to break the news to her that I've just been sacked. So anyway, finally get charged. Calm comes and picks me up. Get back to Calm's house and Calm's no happy. And he said, I think mom and dad want to have a word with you. And I was like, oh my, about what? So again, he's living room. Obviously, the fear is coming out of me. I've just been sacked. I wasn't going to tell his mum and dad that. I pretended it was dead and he didn't want me any more and he asked me to take a holiday. And then his mum and dad were like, right, you have been getting far too drunk and we're really worried because I was going to Magaluf. Uh, and I was like, yeah, fair enough, to be honest. Fair diddly do's. I probably shouldn't be going to a foreign country in these kind of conditions. And at this time, me and Calm hadn't been going out even a year yet. Like, the relationship was still quite new. So I was just absolutely mortified. I was like, his mum and dad must think I am the worst girlfriend their son could ever have. By the way, now I got on, so, and always have done ever since then, I got on so well with Calm's mum and dad. They're like a second mum and dad to me. They genuinely did just have my best interest at heart. And, you know, someone had to have those kind of words with me. My mum and dad probably didn't realise how much of a mess I was to be honest because Calm was always the one taking care of me so yeah all in you could say it was a pretty mince day I actually had to pretend to my mum that I had so many holidays to use and I think they were like god you get so many holidays for a wee 12 hour a week worker I was like I know they're so good to me in there and then she'd be like we'd be in silver and she's like do you want to have a look in River Island I was like oh no I was like mum their stuff is actually shit I don't even like River Island like let's just not bother I actually managed to keep up the wee porky pie for quite some time and I luckily got my apprenticeship like not long after it so I think I only had like a month of not working so I managed to get away with it phew thank god I wonder what like I did hand in my notice so I don't think it is down as like a sack so that's that's quite good because that maybe could have caused some issues in my employment life but yes fair to say that one definitely takes first place don't ever get that hungover. No, don't do it. It's not good. And that is that. That is top six worst hangovers of my entire life. I'm sure you will agree those are absolute stinkers. And I really hope to never find myself in any of those scenarios ever again. I am honestly getting better. Like you might be listening to this thinking, oof, never going on a night out with her. But I can actually take care of myself these days, kind of. But yeah, that's them. This episode wasn't too serious. Hopefully it was a bit of a fun one. Hopefully you had a wee chuckle. And hopefully if you have any fear about any of your hangovers, that fear has just evaporated because I am the biggest riot of all time. But on that note, I'm going to need to love yous and leave yous. I actually have boxing very, very soon. So I'll need to quickly shove on my gym clothes and get going. But thank you so much for listening. Remember, if you ever have the fear about your hangover, it's just a hangover like I trust me I've been there I've done that I've wore the t-shirt so many times and I've now sold it on Depop I hope 
and you'll get through it hangovers are just they're just daft they're just part of life aren't they for us dafties out there but thank you so much for listening i love you guys so 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 much remember follow at rollercoaster podcast on insta so you can get involved ask questions vote in polls all the fun shit and i'll see you next week bye life goes up and it goes down i know my mom taught me that i figured why we fool around so little and we keep track of time being so serious idiots thinking it will matter keep me company downtown before the clock runs out planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.